WMRA News. I'm Bob Levicky. State Senator Jennifer McClellan will be the first black woman to represent Virginia in Congress after Tuesday's special election win. A Harrisonburg poultry processor gets a major grant from federal funds to expand operations. And a tree commission in Charlottesville says the tree canopy there has dramatically declined. This is the WMRA Daily for Wednesday, February 22nd. Jennifer McClellan will be the first black woman to represent Virginia in Congress. She easily won a special election Tuesday in the 4th Congressional District. Ben Pavier with VPM News reports. McClellan has served in Virginia's General Assembly since 2006. She's known in Richmond as a policy wonk who has spearheaded legislation ranging from education to abortion. The attorney noted the district she'll now represent was also the first in Virginia to send a black man to Congress, John Mercer Langston, back in 1888. It blows my mind that we're still having firsts in 2023, but it is an incredible honor. McClellan beat out Republican Pastor Leon Benjamin in a heavily Democratic district that stretches from Richmond to the North Carolina border. She's replacing former Congressman Donald McKeachin, who died of complications from cancer in November. Ben Pavier reporting. Virginia Public Radio's Mallory Nopain was at the election night celebration in Richmond last night and filed this report. In 1901, Jennifer McClellan's great-grandfather was forced to take a literacy test before he could register to vote in Alabama. In 1947, her father had to pay a poll tax in Tennessee, and now she will represent Virginia in Congress. And there are moments when I realize that I'm fighting the same fights as my parents, my grandparents, and my great-grandparents. But you know what keeps me going? I fight those fights so that my children and your children don't have to. Enthusiastic Democrats turned out by the tens of thousands for the special election. The Central Virginia District had been represented by Donald McEachin, who died from cancer late last year. This district over 100 years ago sent John Mercer Langston to Congress as the first African-American Virginian. This city helped send the second, Bobby Scott. And then we sent Donald McEachin. That is quite a legacy. And I look forward to building on that legacy. McClellan is known among her colleagues in the State House as an effective lawmaker and bipartisan deal maker, a tool set she'll have to call on to get anything done in the current D.C. climate. In Richmond, I'm Mallory Nopain. Federal officials visited Harrisonburg Tuesday to announce funding from the American Rescue Plan Act awarded to a local poultry processor, WMRA's Randy B. Hagee reports. Farmer Focus in Harrisonburg processes organic chicken raised by 80 local farmers. On Tuesday, their facility hosted the U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, Deputy Secretary Jewel Bernal, and Senator Tim Kaine for a panel discussion. As Bernal, who's a James Madison University alum, noted... Poultry is the number one commodity in the state of Virginia, and we're indeed in poultry country here. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has awarded the enterprise a $3.6 million grant to expand their facilities. Founder Corwin Heatwell said that This will help us relieve the last bottlenecks that we have to allow us to take both facilities to full capacity, which will allow us to expand about 650,000 chickens a week. Unlike most large poultry companies, the growers that work with Farmer Focus own their birds and sell them to the processor for a set price. 
They're required to meet organic and humane standards, but otherwise make all the decisions on their farms. Peyton Fravel raises more than 200,000 chickens a year on the farm he bought from his grandparents. Farmer Focus was sustainable enough to make it somebody my age that can farm full-time and not have to go work a job off-site. It's more of a partnership. The company has 875 employees, with most of them working on the production side. Construction on the expansion is slated to begin this fall, and once complete, they anticipate adding about 300 new positions. For WMRA News, I'm Randy B. Hagee. The Charlottesville Tree Commission says the tree canopy in Charlottesville has dramatically declined over the last two decades. The Daily Progress reports that the commission says it believes the canopy now covers only 35% of the city, down from 50% 20 years ago. The commissioners say since that time, almost 1,000 acres of trees have been lost, mostly uh, to development. But the commission also cites other reasons for the decline, including pests such as the emerald ash borer and the city's temporary removal of a tree planting budget during the pandemic. The Virginia Department of Education is launching an initiative to combat learning loss connected to the COVID-19 pandemic. WRIC reports that Engage Virginia will offer around-the-clock tutoring and help with homework as well as a range of coaching options, including test prep. VDOE estimates that more than 18,000 students will use the program. Lawmakers allocated about $3.5 million to fund Engage Virginia, which was announced earlier this month. The General Assembly is expected to end its legislative session this weekend, but lawmakers might end up leaving town without passing a budget. Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope reports. The stakes for this year's budget aren't quite as high this year because lawmakers are only making amendments to the budget that was approved last year. So even if they never take any action, the existing budget would hold. For now, though, Republican Appropriations Chairman Barry Knight says the House of Delegates has staked out its position. We want tax relief, and they want to try to put extra money in education on top of the 25% raise we gave them the last two years. So uh, we've made tremendous gains in education. In a perfect world, we just try to find a happy compromise, and that's what I'm willing to do. Instead of tax cuts, Democrats who run the Senate want to use that money for services. Here's Senator Jennifer McClellan, a Democrat from Richmond. But with the surplus that we have, we have a real opportunity to finally more fully fund K-12 schools to make a huge dent in our mental health system when we have a crisis, especially facing our kids. The General Assembly session is scheduled to end this weekend, and many lawmakers say they're expected to leave town without the money committees cutting a deal. That means they'll probably end up coming back to finish a budget before the new fiscal year begins in July. Lawmakers are debating the regulation of electric companies and how the utility uh, providers make their profits, and Michael has that report. The House and Senate are moving in opposite directions about how much money Dominion Energy should be able to rake in every year, a calculation known as the rate of equity. The Senate has a proposal introduced by Majority Leader Dick Saslaw that would allow Dominion to make more money. My bill would give all of the ratepayers in Virginia a cut starting in July of $7 a month. If the version of my bill doesn't pass, they all get a minimum of $17 a month increase. The House of Delegates doesn't like the approach in Saslaw's bill, which uses a pool of other similar utilities in other states to help determine how much money Dominion should be able to make in Virginia. Delegate Rip Sullivan is a Democrat from Arlington. 
What Dominion wants to do is have decisions about what Dominion's Virginia rates ought to be outsourced to seven other utility commissions in seven other states and then do a mathematical calculation that a fourth grader could do. There's no discretion at all to the SCC to look at any other factors. And in a lot of people's view, including mine, that's not the way we should be going. For now, the two sides are expected to work out their differences in a secret closed-door conference committee. Reporting from the Capitol in Richmond, I'm Michael Pope. In addition, uh, the General Assembly approved a bill Tuesday that would guarantee more energy efficiency savings for low-income, elderly, disabled, and veteran customers of Dominion Energy. Patrick Larson with VPM News reports. Heat pumps, new insulation, and LED lights. Walton Shepard, with the local branch of the National Resources Defense Council, says efficiency measures like these are the best tools Virginia has in its transition to clean energy. Not only does it lower pollution, uh, these efficiency upgrades lower electric bills as well, month in and month out. And he says those savings are felt most by people who might otherwise be forced to choose between putting food on the table and keeping the lights on. From 2025 to 2031, Dominion would be required to show at least 1% in net yearly savings for these groups of customers. The bill now goes to Governor Glenn Youngkin's desk to be signed. Patrick Larson reporting. And finally today, the Virginia Governor's Cup competition is celebrating winemakers from across the Commonwealth. Judges at Main Street Station in Richmond tasted more than 600 wines from throughout Virginia and will award one vintner the Governor's Cup. So far, Charlottesville-based Michael Shapps Wineworks has received eight gold medals and an additional five gold medals for wine it makes for Shenandoah Vineyards. Owner Michael Shapps says it's the ninth year in a row they've won the most gold medals of any winery. It's actually more of our heavier reds seem to be what the judges like best. We made Petit Verdot and Tanat, which are two very heavy style red grapes that are two of our most popular reds. Despite uh, his winery's success, Shapps notes various challenges to the vineyard, including extreme weather related to climate change, as well as Threats from stink bugs, mealybugs, and lanternflies. For WMRA News, I'm Bob Levicky. Thanks for listening, and enjoy your Wednesday.